Welcome to Family Business with Pradeep Sangha. I'm your host, and I'm also a family business owner and a family enterprise advisor. And this show is for anybody who is in a family business or a professional who works with family businesses and helps them succeed. So stay tuned and join us on this journey. So it's not very often that I get excited about accountants joining me on this <laughs> on this show, but I am today because <laughs> I got a gentleman here, um, super cool because uh, we've had some great conversations uh, in the midst of a partnership. We got Eric here as the strategic advisor for MBA. Uh, Eric, thank you for joining me. Uh, thanks, Bertie. You know what? Um, I I do not take offense to that whatsoever because I do know that the 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 title of accountant does not bring up pictures of glamorous rock and roll activity and entrepreneurialism and all the rest of that. But I think we're, we're going to see if we can smash that today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's the whole point. That's the whole reason why we we started chatting with each other and got involved here. And I thought it'd be great to have you on the podcast because. The year of 2022, I spent uh, a big part of my time connecting with accountants and uh, really was looking forward to partnering and creating creating some strategic alliances or joint ventures, and much of it flopped. Uh, Surprised? As as you know, Eric, uh, because I just couldn't get through to a lot of the accounting firms, the individuals there, the mentality wasn't there. And then when I came... Uh, when we crossed paths and we connected, I was like, oh, wow, like this is this is refreshing. This is something new. And hence, here we are chatting today. So I can say that you are not your typical uh, accountant. You have a very entrepreneurial mindset. Maybe you could just give us a little bit of background for those who don't know anything about you in terms of where you started, where you came from and where you're at today. Okay. No, I appreciate that. You know, it's interesting that, that one of the best lines that I've ever heard. And I, and I'm probably going to quote the wrong book, so I won't even try it, but it's accountants are entrepreneur. uh, Accountants are technicians having an entrepreneurial seizure. Okay. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, actually that's quite true because we just, it's interesting because I, and by the way, that when I talk about all these things, if I'm going to have any accountants listening to it and they get mad at me, so be it. It's because the truth hurts. But the fact is, as I was that way before, and and when I had my accounting practice, I realized that I was just going through the technical aspects of being that. I forgot that I was actually a business owner. And never mind being business owner, I distinguish the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur. A business owner runs a business. An entrepreneur sees a bigger, brighter future for that business and for the impact that they have on the people around them. So... Um, I should have realized that I was probably not fit for the uh, the uh, traditional accounting firm lifestyle because when I was in my first partnership, um, my partners, they, when I was an articling student in a CPA firm, so I was in a traditional public accounting practice firm, uh, uh, chartered accountant, did it for the first 18 years. Uh, and my partners, the partners that I was working for, they got so frustrated with me. They're like looking at each other, go, what are, what, what are we going to do with this guy? And they said, well, I guess we better make him partner because he won't listen to what we got to tell him to do. <laughs> so they made me a partner. And I remember one of the one of the advisors around the firm at the time said, this guy's going to make you a lot of guys a lot of money, but he's going to cause a lot of frustration and pain for you. And both were true. 
Both were very true, right? And so for the first 18 years of my career, I did the traditional articling and I learned how to do tax returns and I learned how to do tax returns and I learned how to do tax returns. Like, I mean, basically put in a gazillion hours. And then my partnership collapsed after 18 years. I'd been a partner there and the partnership collapsed. Again, I think due to the fact that I was thinking like an entrepreneur and they weren't, we had this, this, this clash that happened. And then there was some other personal stuff in there as well. I don't want to just, I don't want to throw my other partners under the bus. There were some other personal reasons that the partnership collapsed, um, which could be a whole another podcast we could do all together. But the thing is, I said the partnership went south and I went north. So I re I started up a new counting practice and I thought, you know what? I had enough of that. I said, I worked for 18 years of my life grinding it out, putting in stupid hours so I could work harder hours and stress even more. And I went after 18 years and it all collapsed. I went, there's got to be a better way. So I started my own accounting practice and I started being like an entrepreneur. So in other words, I tested and tried different ideas. It was really unconventional. And eventually what happened is I stumbled across cobbling through different different thought leaders, a model that actually worked incredibly well. And so for the next eight years of my career, my accounting firm, we never worked any overtime, like zero overtime. No one worked overtime. I didn't work overtime. Nobody did. We were super profitable. I had a 73% flow through on my revenue model from top line all the way out, which most accounting firms, they try and hit 50. That's their that's how we call it the gold standard is accounting firms trying to flow 50%. Most of them are lucky if they make 20 to 25% on the flow through. And, and then I ended up having this incredible practice. And not only that, I was impacting business owners. And that's what I realized I really care about is these business owners. And I went, they're not getting the service that they really should get from their CPA firm. Back then it was a CA firm. I said, there's so much more value I can bring them, but it's there's something wrong with the model. Like it's it's not working right. And they don't, they can't get access to me. And so what happened was is I, after those eight years, I built this incredible firm up and the clients were getting incredible results and they loved the model. I did wasn't I wasn't stressing anymore. I didn't work overtime, sold the practice. <clears throat> and then because I again, something was calling me as an entrepreneur. Once I had built it, I went, uh, I'm gonna sell it. My wife said, Well, sell it, we'll go do something else. Could, wasn't sure what I was going to do. Next thing I know, I had a bunch of accountants asking me, hey, Eric, I heard about your, how did you do it? How did you do it? So I started working with a handful of them. You've met a few of the guys. They're great, great guys. And then next thing I know, I I wrote a book called The Accountant Success Formula, Freeing Today's Accountant from an Oppressive Business Model. Got an online uh, DIY model course. And then I do executive coaching specifically to accounting firms. And so the the gist of the 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 crux of the, shall we call it the problem, for me is that I truly believe that business owners, number one, are the most important people in society. Without business, we don't even have anything. We don't have, we don't have hospitals. We don't have schools. We don't have tax revenue to for the governments to go and spend however they spend them, right? There's no social programs. Like everything starts with a business owner. So why aren't we giving them the most support that we possibly can? They, I mean, they hire all the people. Like that's where jobs come from. And then governments only have money to pay people because they've collected taxes that was generated by business. So the whole model is about business owners. So I'm like, they need, they need to get more from the accounting world. Like there's, and so that second belief that I have is that the traditional model is super flawed. Like the traditional accounting firm model is flawed. If you're a business owner, you've never been able to get a hold of your accountant. Or if you do, you're getting the wrong advice. <laughs> okay. Or the wrong advice because they're not 
they're not looking at the whole picture because they're too busy cranking out the tax returns. They're just bang, 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 bang. Right. Just on that note, it's pretty funny because I reached out to my accountant for the last couple of weeks and I, I keep getting these emails saying, oh, thank you. It's busy season. We'll respond to you <laughs> as soon as things, uh, you know, slow down here a little bit. I'm like, that is probably the worst response that I've mm-hmm. ever, ever had. And part of me is like, I don't care if he's listening, but I'll probably be <laughs> switching firms here pretty soon because that's not yeah. something I would expect. Oh, no, but that's standard practice. I did it too back when I had my original practice. It was like when it was busy season, boom, you just click and you put on that responder because, oh, that, that, but you see, for most accountants, putting on that responder was an amazing relief for them because it's like, oh, now people know that I'm, that I'm not getting back to them right away. Right. Um, but so, so let's kind of walk down to these three things that I believe business owners are the most important people in society. Number two, the traditional accounting firm business model fails to serve them properly. So we can go a little deeper into what the actual problem is. And so for me, I created a new model and that's what I ended up calling the accountant success formula. And, and so there's two problems with the, the accounting for traditional accounting firm model. I'd see two basic problems. One is billing by the hour. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of accounting firms are starting to move around and they're getting away. And, you know, the trendy thing is value pricing and fixed pricing and all these different pricings. And, and okay, that's great. So let's get away from billable hours. So when your client goes to pick up the phone to call you, they're not having to make a buying decision every time. Like you go, oh, is this worth the question to ask this guy? Number one, can I get a hold of him? Like you, you're like, can I get a hold of him? Number two is, is he going to give me the answer I want? Is it worth the ROI? As business owners, we need an ROI. We need to know what the price is and what the value is so we can make an ROI decision to move forward on it. But the accountants, it's like, well, they're billing me by the hour. I hope I'm getting an ROI, right? And so I switched that whole model around. I said, no, give the client price certainty, give them a subscription-based model, give them unlimited access to call me whenever they want. And it smooths out their cash flow, smooths out my cash flow. I get rid of my accounts receivable, my work in progress. Client gets access to me and everybody wins. So I switched that model over on that side. So that's the first part. The second part was most accounting firms are just banging out tax returns. They're just compliance, compliance, just stamp, 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 stamp. And I'm like, ah, this doesn't make sense. Why did I go to school for so long to be, get my designation just to bang out a tax return? And if I don't know what's going on with your life, which you and I've talked about, I call it the four planning pillars. If we don't know exactly what's going on for the entire business owner's life, how do I even know that my tax advice is correct? Mm-hmm. Like, if, is my tax advice correct with what their business plan is, what their wealth plan is, what their retirement plan is, what their estate plan is? I'm like, I can't even do my job as an accountant unless I know all those four plans. And so I started doing that and started actually just finding out what those four plans were and then designing my tax advice, which, by the way, I have full skill set and any professional accountant has to actually provide their clients, but they can't do it without those the knowledge of those four things. So when I put those two together, all of a sudden it was this, like this, oh, the, the skies opened and, you know, I saw the light coming down. I was like, this is amazing. And clients loved it. They love the model. I love them all because I didn't have to chase them for bills anymore and do my timesheet and any accountants out there. You know, you ever get an accountant bill or, or le- especially legal lawyers are the worst for this. It's like, here's point one of an hour. <laughs> and apparently now some of the, the national firms are actually doing point five, point zero five. So instead of point one of an hour, they're actually every three minutes, they charge oh, you they're down to three minutes now. Oh yeah. There's three minutes, not six minutes. Yeah. 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 So anyways, it, that, that's for me, and you can hear from my voice. I'm like, this, 
the model is flawed. It and it's horrible for accountants and it's horrible for business owners. So why don't we shift the model around to creating value? And so once you get away from a bill of hour model, you start looking to create value for the clients. That's what I started to do. And that's why you and I hit it off so well, because when I'm looking to create value for a business client, I'm like, there's a whole bunch of things that I cannot provide in that business pillar. But Pradeep from Business Brothers, oh, he's the guy. So I'm connected. I'm connected with you. Do I want to collaborate with you? All day long. Because you bring a value that to the, my clients that I can't bring, but I can recognize and I can help my clients connect with you. And then you and I can work together to make sure that we're creating the right life for the client overall. So I, for me, I, collaboration is just natural, but it's, 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 it's like, it's almost, it's the common sense is not common. <laughs> Well, when you say collaboration, I think everybody in theory has a positive, uh, you could say, attraction to collaboration, but most people don't understand collaboration. Most people don't understand what joint ventures are, what partnerships are, what alliances are, what it takes, how do you actually sustain it, how do you nurture it, how do you make sure that it's bringing value to all parties. I think what ends up happening, this is from my experience, is when people talk about collaboration, for most people in the business world, it's just passing referrals back and forth. And, and that, yeah, and that's not necessarily collaboration. That's not strategic at all. Yeah, um, because when I was talking to accounting firms uh, and individuals there, it was basically, yeah, we send people our way. We'd love to help them with their taxes and be able to, you know, help them with that side. I'm like, okay, well, what about something more strategic? Mm-hmm. How do we create something that's not there in the market right now that can add even more value to the clients? And that's essentially what what you're talking about. That's why, mm-hmm. again, we gravitated towards each other because it's about providing value rather yes. than, okay, what's the billable hours, right? Or typical advice uh, yeah. that we give. Yeah. And 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 it it all stems around um it stems around what is the life that the client is trying to actually create for themselves. It's not I'll do the taxes. And you do the advisory and someone else does the accounting and someone else does the bookkeeping and someone does the, the, the banking and someone else does the insurance. Like you've got all these different people working on, shall I call the client's house? I, I, we've talked about the four planning pillars. So if I visualize it like a house and so you got a roof on the house and you got four pillars that holds up that roof. And so when you're building a house, you have a lawyer, you have a plumber, an electrician, uh, a roofer, right? But they're all working off one set of blueprints. So they know they're all working on, and you have a general contractor that's going, Hey, make sure that the, the shakes, those, you know, the siding doesn't overlap this spot where the electrician has to go through. And so everybody's working collaboratively together to create this house. Well, not working with your other professional advisors is like going in and building a house with just the electrician, just building it the way they want to and the plumber building it the way they want to. And so that, so coming back to the four planning pillars methodology, if you can, again, just visualize a house, it's got a roof on it. The four pillars are your business plan, your wealth plan, your retirement plan, and your estate plan. So those are four pillars that holds up the roof. And any accountant that you talk to, any business owner, they're like, oh yeah, that makes sense. These are all the four areas and, but they all interconnect. Mm -hmm. And if you're, if you're not putting them together properly, you're building an abomination. And that's what most business owners have. They don't re, and they don't realize it because they think their accountants talking to their lawyer, or at least they hope the accountant and the lawyer, when they do talk to each other, they don't talk very long mm. because the longer they talk to each other, the more it's going to cost them, which again goes back to the billable hour 
I call it the billable hour bullshit. Like I got no time for that. Right. I want to create value. So when you collaborate, we're looking, you and I are talking about helping the client build the life they want for themselves. That predis that instantaneously says you must need to know, or you should know what that looks like. So that's the first conversation. What do they want from their life? What are they trying to build? Have a complete understanding of it. And then, then you go into the collaboration, which is, hey, Pradeep, I've got this client. This is what they're trying to build. This is what I'm doing on my side. What do you, what do you see for you doing on your side? And then you put the two together and say, is it actually helping the client build the life that they want for themselves? It's really simple. It's like building a sandbox, like a sandcastle in a sandbox. I like have a bunch of kids. Again, I think about all these countless like little children all running around and running over each other's sandcastles and making a mess. When you have two kids that are actually working together, okay, well, I'll hold on to this side and you build that. And, and then all of a sudden they're building something collaboratively and then it turns into this beautiful house or the sandcastle, right? I mean, that's what that's what we're trying to do for people. Yeah, I think they're the, your four pillars are smart. Um, absolutely essential there. Uh, and that's important. We take a look at the four pillars from a slightly different perspective. Uh, we take a look at business, wealth, uh, personal as an individual, and then family. Those are the four things that we take a look at because it's virtually the same thing. It's just, you can say named slightly differently, but that's something that we have to take into consideration when I'm working with an individual, because all of those elements impact their business. Typically, someone comes to us and says, hey, I want to grow my business or I want to expand it. I want to do this. But it's like, okay, well, where do you want to be from family perspective? How about you personally? What about your wealth yeah. aspect? And so yeah. I, I I think for you, it's smart. And I think that's the difference. The difference that you bring in terms of value compared to other organizations, because this is something that a lot of people talk about, but not they don't really fulfill, which is strategic thinking. Yeah. Or strategy. In order yeah. to have an effective strategy, you need to know all of the major pieces of the puzzle. You don't need to know it hand like every single thing in and in and out, but you need to understand what those major pillars are, mm -hmm. those four pillars that you're talking about. Otherwise, you can't have a comprehensive strategy because one element can throw everything else out. So yeah. Yeah. I you just you when you said that was brilliant because I I pictured an elect, you need to, as a general contractor of a house, you need to understand how electricity works and how wiring works, mm. but you don't want to be the guy going in, actually setting in the amperage and setting up, it's, is it 220 or is it 120 or is it, two, you know, the different voltage? See, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Like I just, <laughs> but I know that that's why I bring in the electrician to do the detailed stuff, but you still need to step back and go, well, this is how power generally comes into a house and the house needs power. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So that way you, you, I love how you framed it that way. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing, and, and I don't think a lot of people understand this, but you and I do is that accountants have the highest level of trust. It's about an 80% mark. Yeah. People trust their accountants more than they trust their spouse when it comes mm -hmm. to a number of cer uh, certain things. It is, it is a closest relationship that a, an entrepreneur or a business owner has. I'm going to throw it out there. Unfortunately, through my experiences, I think it's probably the worst relationship mm -hmm. that people have because business owners are leaning on accountants to give them strategic advice and they're not getting it. Yeah. So there's pieces that are missing. Yeah. And so how did you get, so, okay. So you have this account success formula, yeah. you built a successful firm, you sold it, you yeah. got coaching individuals. Now you're with MBA and now what are you focused yeah. on then? 
Yeah. So here's, so here to continue on the Scooby-Doo ending here, like let's go back and let's figure it out. <laughs> you know, that I think I just dated myself there, but anyways, so the Scooby-Doo, right? Like go back. And and so what happened was, is it was working with um, the partners at MBA chartered professional accountants in Kelowna. And I was, and they were one of the firms that, that turned their whole model around and they did so incredibly well. They're like, Oh my gosh, Eric, this is great. We love it. Thank you so much. They were like, more business owners need the results that we're giving our clients. We need to create more. And we also see the freedom that this model creates for accountants. We want to create a national firm in Canada. We want to create a national firm across Canada and we want you to join us. And so I went, you know what? I'm in because, you know, I call it the three P's. I need to, it needs to have three P's for me to get, for, for me to get passion. It needs to have purpose and profit. And so if it has profit, but no purpose, meh. if it has purpose, but no profit, I'm still me. Like, again, I, if I'm going to do purpose, I'm going to do some charity work. Well, then it has to be a separate thing altogether, but it's not, but for me to have passion, it's got purpose, profit, and the passion. And I was like, yep, I'm in because it's going to help accountants. It's going to help business owners. And, and it's going to give, it's going to give the impact that we really need. And this is collaboration. So soon as I joined in and I started with us as a strategic director or strategic advisor. I'm one third owner of the company now, and we're going to create a national firm. And we are looking to impact and 15,000 business owners across Canada with a hundred partner pods. So we're going to bring in 500 accountant staff to take care of it. 15,000 business owners to give them what they truly deserve from their professional accounts. That's, and part of that is creating the relationships with people like yourself who have the expertise and the skills to help businesses grow the personal skills. Like I love the, your book, The Complete Man is fantastic, man. It, it, I love that book. It was fantastic. I devoured it, over, like completely devoured it. And your coaching, it's like all these skill sets that accounting firms don't have, but we need to make strategic alliances or and be able to work together so that we can help businesses grow the lives that they want for themselves. Right. And so that's what brought me into that. And now, now we're having our first podcast and we're going to have lots more from there because there's this great synergy that happens when you have like-minded people. And the thing that I heard, which is fantastic is your, your profitability is in the bigger future of your client. Okay. The profitability of your business is in the future of your, the bigger future of your client. So if you're working with anybody that is, doesn't have a bigger, brighter future, run. Mm-hmm. And we know that like inherently, if they don't have a bigger vision for themselves or they're frustrated and they, they trying to get there and we can help them get there. But if they don't want to go and they don't want to grow and they're just happy with the status quo, then, okay, then we're not the right fit for you. Mm-hmm. That's no problem. Right. But those that want to grow and realize that there's an opportunity to have more and like do things faster, easier, quicker, more profitability, more free time, like that, the stuff that all the freedoms that you and I talk about for business owners, those are the people you want to, you want to work with. Mm. Yeah. It's, and it's, so it's, I, Oh, sorry. Just sorry. Let me tie it back in pretty here. Ties it back into the beginning of the conversation where you said you were reaching out to accountants and they were like, yeah, sure. Send us referrals. <laughs> And and we'd be happy to send you a referral if we really knew what you did, but we're trying to understand, but maybe I might send a person or two, but they won't send much because they're too afraid to be associated with you because it's not an extension and they can't be associated with anything false or misleading. Heaven forbid, you know, accountants do anything to help their clients without knowing exactly that one plus one equals two. 
But the accountants are so stuck in the status quo because we've been, it's been beaten into us. They have been, we have been conditioned to believe what I call three lies in the accounting profession. There's, and any accountants listening to this will get it. Okay. Number one, that our worth is equal to how many hours we work. So the more hours I work, the more value I have. Mm -hmm. That's all induced with the billable hour, right? So the more I work, the more value I bring to the table. There's also a big psychological damaging process that happens there. So I definitely have a second book in me, which is, you know, what the hell happened to me? It's like the, how, what happened to me in childhood to create me, make me become an accountant in the first place. But let's just, let's just suffice it at that. The first lie that my worth is equal to how many hours I work. Number two, that my clients are naturally price sensitive to my services. And that, because everybody's like, oh, we got to reduce, accountants are all about cost reduction, reduce cost, reduce cost, reduce cost, reduce cost. Well, if they keep saying reduce cost and lower taxes, naturally they're going to have what I call cognitive dissonance. How can you get a higher price from a client if you're constantly trying to reduce their price, their cost? So accountants are constantly focused on cost reduction. And so they naturally th- project that onto their clients and think their clients are naturally price sensitive to everything they do. That's a lie. And we've been conditioned to believe that. As soon as you change the conversation with the client and looking to build the life that they want for themselves in a model that they're willing to, and again, the accountant success formula model, billing model, shift the model around, clients love it. They, I had clients that switched over to the new model. They paid me up to 25 to 75% higher instantaneously without me having to do any extra work. They loved it, right? So there's a second lie that clients are naturally price sensitive to our services. And then the third lie, that tax time just has to suck. Okay. Those are the three lies for the account. And they, any accountants out there are listening to this are like, yeah, no, I just have to suffer. I have to put on my responder. It's really busy, busy season, pretty deep. I can't get back to you. It's like, well, if you can't get back to your most prized client, a business owner like yourself, who's progressive and building businesses across the border, US, Canada, making sure, I'm sorry, man. If you were my client, I would have instantaneously called you right back. But I could only do that if I have a clear, open model that gives me the, the time to actually spend on my most valuable client. Mm-hmm. Instead, that your accountant was busy doing T1s for grandma. <laughs> a tax return for grandma. He was trying to figure out the donate the donation credits, the 50 donation credits that she did to the SPCA, SPCA, SPCA. <laughs> That's what he was doing. Yeah. When he could have been talking to you and helping you with your problem, right? So, anyways, it's it's it can it's a condition. It's brainwashing. The accountants have been brainwashed and they don't like it when I talk like this. They don't like it because it's true. It's true. The accounting profession has been brainwashed into believing the traditional model is the way to go. Billing by the hour and doing compliance filings. Well, I'm here to tell you that's complete horseshit, Mm. right? It's clients want a trusted, and you said at the beginning, they say the accountants is their most trusted advisor. When people are asked, who's your most trusted advisor? The accountant. Do you know the second question they should be asking them? When was the last time you called your accountant and asked them about the business venture, the business expansion you were thinking of doing? Mm-hmm. And you would hear crickets. Oh, I, I didn't call them for that. I'm like, why not? Well, if they're your most trusted advisor, why wouldn't you call them about this really important thing that you're going to do? Um, um, and they, and they, and they, and they, all the excuses range from, I don't think he can handle it to, well, he's going to charge me by the hour just to call him. Or I can't get all the way in the middle where I can't get a hold of him. 
like Pradeep. I can't get a hold of them. Right. So this is what we're talking about. It's a systemic issue. Yeah. And so anyways, to, to wrap back in and I do, I run off in circles here, but I do come back around to where, where we originally talked about when, when Peter and Amrit talked to me about MBA CPA and about reaching 15,000 business and wanting to, and I was working, I was coaching them through the whole thing. And I'm like, here's the vision. Here's what we can do. And they're like, okay, Eric, we want you on board. And I'm like, I'm in. Right. So now I'm doing, I, I'm the strategic advisor for MBA. I'm a partner there. I don't do bookkeeping. I, I, I don't, sorry, we don't do bookkeeping anyways, but I don't do year end tax returns and that sort of thing. But I do strategic advisory for some of our select clients and I'm creating strategic uh, relationships and with yourself and with, and you and I've been working on this. It's like, how can we create something greater for Canada's business owners? Mm-hmm. We can do it. And so I'm super fired up about it because. It, it's a three-way win, right? The accountants win, the clients win, we win, everybody wins. Well, I, I think that's so important because you, what you touched on, I think is very important for people to understand. The people who you get advice from shift and have an influence, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going today, have an influence on the decisions you make as a business owner, right? So if your yeah. accountant, and I, this is again, very critical for people to understand, if your accountant has a certain mindset, has been groomed to be a certain way, to think a certain way, and most are, they have, you can say, tunnel vision. How are they going to help you make effective business decisions? They they most will not. Right. Yet, they are the most trusted advisors. And so that is yeah. that is a scary picture for business owners out there. And I think that's one of the reasons for this show. We're not about bashing. We're not about putting people down. That's not what this is about. This is about real education for individuals out there that need to understand that there's just like you would go to a doctor. You should ask pre-qualifying questions. Yes. You should be keeping your doctor on his or her toes because this is what's happened in the medical field. People who are out of date in terms of the current technology, the current model, the current information, the current knowledge are not equipped to get proper advice. Why do we know this? Because we work in this field too. There's patients that come into medical offices that have more knowledge than the doctor on their specific condition. So what the heck is a doctor supposed to do to help that individual? Yeah. And I honestly think that we're kind of in that space in the accounting world. I I think accountants are great at giving tax advice, but outside of that, it's like, yeah. Forget about estate planning, forget about, you know, retirement planning, forget about your family plan, all that kind of stuff doesn't exist. Yeah, see, I and this is where I would go one step further. I could guarantee you that the tax advice that most business owners are getting, you think it's good, it's not complete because they're not looking at the other pieces. Yep. And the minute you bring the other pieces in, and I do this with accountants all the time, I say, well, let's bring in the wealth, let's bring in the wealth plan that the client has, the retirement plan, the estate plan, and their business plan. Let's just bring all four together. Now tell me if your tax plan is right. Mm-hmm. And then they go, no, my tax advice is wrong. And I went, mm-hmm. bingo, because you didn't know. As soon as they see the accountants can just understand what those four plans are. The accountants don't create them, but they just need to know what they are. Once you know what they are, you can see right away whether or not your your tax structure is set up correctly, whether the compensation strategy is correct, or the tax effectiveness is on side. Like those are the three things that accountants should be looking at. Really, the three things. Business structure, like ownership structure, your compensation strategy, and tax effectiveness. Mm -hmm. Tax efficiency, right? That's it. Those three things. Well, 
You got to know those four pillars to be able to do that. So, and again, I think the other thing point that you brought up, which is really great to talk about is that this is not us trying or me trying to bash accountants and make them feel bad. If they feel bad, then they obviously know that something's not right. So my message has always been, I'm going to be really blunt and straightforward with the profession and tell them exactly what is wrong. And if they don't want to do it, that's fine. But once you know, you can't unknow. Mm -hmm. Once you know, you can't unknow. So I'm going to continue to make this message for the accountants. And at the same time, I want to highlight it for the business owners to say, think about this for strategic calls. Like I had a, I had a a call. I, I had a, I was on a national CBC radio station where it actually, they were asking, what are the questions a business owner should give somebody that goes into an account? And I said, Oh, take the four planning pillars. Here's the, here's the PDF and here's the spur questions. Boom. And it said, take that to your account next time you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Right. And just ask them these questions. And if they don't know what they are, uh huh, then how can they give you the right tax advice? Yep. And so they don't, the, the business owner doesn't need to know the technical understanding, but here are just these spur questions. So the other part of this is I want the accountants to be aware of the fact that there's a problem with the model. But I also want business owners to understand that there's a problem with the business model and they should start questioning what they're, the advice that they're getting. And it's about an integrated strategic approach. And I mean, this whole world is moving towards specialization. Everybody's starting to specialize in their areas, which is fantastic because then you can focus on the thing that you really love to do, but you have to do it in collaboration with the other specialists. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, the house that the client's building is going to be in mess. Falls apart. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's so much that we can talk about here. And we're definitely going to have you on again. Uh, for those of, of uh, our audience who want to contact you, get a hold of MBA, where can they do that? Where can they find you? Uh, go mbacpa.ca. mbacpa.ca. That's easy <laughs> enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a catchy one and an easy one to remember. So Eric, I want to thank you for joining me here because we're going to have you on, I think, on a regular basis because, as I mentioned before, having someone on the accounting side, the tax side, that is so critical, but someone who is also strategic. And so I think our audience is going to get a ton of value from the wisdom that you're going to be able to share here. And we're going to have some fun along the way because we're either having fun or we're not, right? Absolutely. Yeah, right on. Thank you for joining us. And for those of you out there, tune in next time. Thank you for tuning in to Family Business with Pradeep Sangha. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, like, and share this episode with your network. 